Hello friends and welcome to episode 10 of Misconceptions. I'm your host, David White. Hey everybody, I hope you're having a good summer. I hope it's relaxing. I hope you're having fun times with friends and family. And I hope everything's going great for you. Uh, I recently, I have been hired at a new school district. So that is exciting. Not necessarily looking forward to packing up my things and going to a new school. But... I think it'll be good. A little bit of a shorter drive. I'm going to miss everybody I used to work with. Um, But it's good. Change is good sometimes. Uh, But anyways, that's just an update on me. Uh, And I want to give a special shout out uh, before we start this episode to Amit, uh, the designer of the game. He gave Misconceptions a quick little shout out on the recent Kickstarter update for City of Mist. And because of that, our listenership has grown a considerable bit. We have about 10 more subscribers on iTunes, and we have quite a few on SoundCloud, uh, and I'm going to give them shout-outs at the end of this episode, but thanks, Amit, for helping spread the word of misconceptions, getting us out there, uh, and for the rest of you, keep sharing us. Keep sharing us with your friends. You know, it doesn't have to be on as big a platform as Amit shared us, but I think every little share counts, and uh, you know, every review on iTunes and all of that counts, so... Uh, Thanks to everybody who's sharing misconceptions, getting it out there. Uh, I'm excited with every new review, every new SoundCloud listener we get. Uh, It's really encouraging. It really drives us to make more and uh, just put more content out there for y'all to enjoy. So thanks for encouraging us. Uh, We're going to continue to make this show great and fun and exciting for all of y'all. But enough about that. Let's just go ahead and get to the episode. Previously on misconceptions mrs carver welcome back i suppose you were needing a tour of the facility to see uh everything that everything would fit your safety protocols and everything like as he is giving you the tour you notice that there's a section of the wall where the pipes are purposely diverted do we have anything else that we want to try to address while we're here i mean i just don't think it's possible to Get back to that wall that I saw. Either he is lying when he's saying that this whole place is owned and run by the city, or he just doesn't have a clue. Bill, what do you think? I think we have to get it behind that wall. I'm, I'm sorry to bother you, but uh, they're trying to throw my mom out. Like, people are here, and they're dragging all of the tenants out and throwing their stuff into the streets. We're on our way. Do we want to split up and two of us go to help out James and his mom? Two of y'all go to the attorney? The door to Deacon Smith's office is open. You see, you walk in and you see the man that you saw at the uh, police headquarters. Hi, Mr. Smith. Um, what, what seems to be the problem exactly? I wonder if, you know, you really are helping in the situation or if you're actually hurting this poor woman who's getting her stuff thrown out on the sidewalk as we speak. Uh, please, let's, uh, let's go right away. Uh, I know this is a bit unconventional, but <laughs> I, I believe justice should sometimes be... Well, unconventional. Uh, Now let's cut to the apartment. A couple of muscle-bound people out front. They have this furniture. Chunk it to the sidewalk. So you can't pay your rent. You got to get out. Hey, get out of the way, small fry. Oi, you need to put that down. What? I said you need to put that down. How about we put you down, little man? I'd love that. And they both, like, stagger backwards. They had no idea this was going to happen. And one of them falls over the wardrobe onto the ground behind the wardrobe. And the other one, like, 
just collapses onto the ground. Both of them have busted, busted noses, a big bruise on their head. Uh, so I'm headed to Jasmine's apartment because I'm looking for James. Mm, frailer older woman walks around. She has her white frizzy hair pulled back in a bun. Oh, I'll tell you what happened. Them idiots came up in here saying that they were going to fix something. And now look at it. Faye and Wren, you arrive with Deacon. See, this is exactly what we told you. I'm going to call Mr. Smalls. This is not right, and I do not feel right with it, so I do not want to do this. I want all of you to come back tomorrow night, and I'm going to feed you. And James says, Mom, no. No, listen, honey, I'm going to feed all of you. And thank you so much for saving me, saving all the people in this building, and I'm going to cook you a nice good meal. We will fast forward to the next night, and there in the middle of the room in a chair, you see... uh, Miss Jasmine Williams, uh, and in one hand is a revolver, and her head is sloped over to the side uh, with her eyes misted over. The city, a mashed up combo of the old world and the new, of the mundane and the mystical. By day, this city is everything it seems. A city with tower and skyscrapers, potholes that never seem to stay fixed, and stiffs and ties and dames and high heels. But at night, the real nature of the city comes out. At night, the shifty-eyed stalker becomes a creature with dripping claws and a maw full of teeth. At night, cars roll down the streets with no one in the driver's seat. But when morning comes, nobody can remember how the night really went. They remember through a fog, or more appropriately, a mist. No one knows where the mist came from, or its true nature. In fact, most everyone in the city doesn't even know the mist exists. The mist doesn't just cover up either. It affects everything and everyone in the city. Changing up, warping up. Most of those affected by the mist, they take what the mist gives them to turn a profit or pursue selfish gains. But there are some, just a few, that fight the good fight. They put their necks on a line to protect the city from the nefarious ne'er-do-wells. It's not always easy. In fact, it never is. But these legends don't surrender. This is a story of a few of those legends. Their story needs to be told. And it needs to be heard. Alright. Welcome back to Misconceptions. And today's question before we get started is... What would your character's theme song be? So if Misconceptions was made into a movie, what song would be playing over their awesome actions and like the climax of their... Whatever they're doing. So, uh, who wants to go first? Go ahead. Hi, May. All right. So, Bill's would be Master of Puppets by Metallica. <laughs> of course. Because that song goes okay. super hard. <laughs> All it's right. Chaotic and destructive. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, describe how uh, how the song is for people who might not know it, and why it uh, why it relates to your character. So. Dead. Da, da, da. I was saying sing it. 
and then yeah. So that's how it goes. Uh, the relation is it was uh, James Hetfield wrote it because he was struggling with addiction, mm-hmm. and it might have been. I know alcoholism was an issue. There might have been other drugs involved. I think it was always alcoholism though. Actually, could have been something more. Um, but yeah, so my character is intrinsic, intrinsically motivated, but he's also externally motivated by somebody kind of controlling his fate. So master, I feel like it could. So master of puppets. Mm-hmm, it could work. Interesting. With. Bill, I like it. Who's next? I'll go. Okay. Uh, so for Ren, I decided to do Cobra Style by Teddy Bears. And so, Teddy Bear is actually a Swedish band. Okay. And so, you may have heard it in TV shows like Chuck and Entourage and things like that. Okay. And, but it's just like this hip, like alternative rock, uh, and kind of described as reggae fusion, which is kind of this just weird sound. But it just, that's who Ren is. He just listens to this alternative rock, punk stuff, mm-hmm. um, just because it's weird like himself, like Moo. Nice. Another famous artist that he likes. Nice. Carrie, what is Esther's theme song? Um, it is One Girl Revolution by Super Chick. Um, it's a really uh, fast-paced song, and it's just talking about um, how this girl is, like, really strong and um, just, like, a BA mm-hmm. kind of thing. So. Cool. Girl power. Yeah. Right now, yeah, I don't know. We've talked a little bit about Earth Song by Michael Jackson, which is a great song. Mm-hmm. But it's not a pump-up song, so. So I may change it, but for now, we're going to go with Earth Song by Michael Jackson. Earth Song by Michael Jackson. Nice. Mm-hmm. Why? Um, because he just, like, talks about nature and all of the goodness of nature and everything, and so it fits Faye's personality of, like, loving nature but also being really angry at people for being... Unjust. Okay. I dig that. And I guess it doesn't have to be like the pump up climax song. It just be a song that represents your character, mm. the themes of your character. All right. Well, last we left off at a uh, pretty emotional cliffhanger. Um, and when we start today, when we start this episode, uh, actually, we're going to start with you, uh, Esther. Um, you are in college. You are coming home um, for, like, some sort of break. Uh, you haven't seen your dad in a while. Uh, and so the camera sees a, a much younger uh, Esther. Uh, she's not as hard-boiled as she is now. Uh, she's not even driving the SUV. She has a... I don't know. What would, what would she have driven in college? Um, probably a Dodge Stratus. Okay, Dodge Stratus, a simple car, gets you to where you need to go. (laughs) And that's about it. (laughs) That's about it. Sometimes not even that. Yeah. Okay, so uh, you're very excited. You're walking up to uh, the door to the pub. Um, Tell us, how are you you feeling? How is Esther feeling in this moment? What can we tell about her? Feeling really good. She's excited to see her dad. Um, She's... A little exhausted from the drive and the semester and everything, but uh, she's she's feeling good. Okay, yeah, it's been a been a hard semester. You're excited to come home and see your dad, so you grab the door to the pub, you throw it open, and you see. Um, well, we as an audience for the first time see Morty, 
Um, but not in a live Morty. He is in the middle of the pub uh, in a chair that has been pulled up kind of in the middle of the pub. And he uh, is leaning to the side. And in one hand, he has a revolver. And uh, on that side of his face, he has a huge hole in the side of his head. And Esther's mouth kind of drops open in shock and awe. And then time progresses and the sepia tones of yesteryear fade away to the stark contrasting grays of today. And uh, we see a much older Esther standing in a doorway, much like she did many years ago. And it cuts to uh, Jasmine Williams in a pose that is, for Esther, too eerily similar to something that's happened in her past. Does James have any knowledge of Morty's death? Uh, he just... I mean, anybody could have figured it out. Or not figured it out, but heard about it. That a, uh, a beloved pub owner downtown uh, committed suicide or something like that. But he didn't, never, he didn't no, see it? he did not. Uh, you were the only one who saw it. And whoever responded. So I guess Javi saw it, too. Um, but... Esther is kind of standing there dumbstruck, and the rest, the three of you run up, and James uh, staggers forward into the apartment. He's. Mom? James, don't touch anything. He reaches out and touches his mom's face. Mom? Nia starts, starts to weep uncontrollably. Esther is going to assume that Faye is going to provide comfort for him, and she's automatically going to step out in the hall and get on her phone. Okay. Who are you calling? I'm calling Javi. Ghostbusters. Okay. Uh, we'll just... We'll assume that that's how... Or do you want to have anything special in the conversation, or you're just calling him and letting him know? Uh, I'm calling him, but I, I'm wanting to let him know that this looks exactly like Dad's. Okay. Go ahead, and let's role play that out, I guess. Okay. Uh, you call him. Um, Javi answers. Hey, Esther. What you doing? Is everything okay? No, Javi. Um, I'm at these, uh, the apartments on 123 Blanco, and um, there's... Uh, my cook's mother has been killed. I mean, she's dead. Are you okay? No, it looks exactly like Dad's crime scene. I'll be right down. He hangs up. Uh, inside, what's happening? I have, like, sorry, I have, like, crumpled down to the floor and I'm, like, holding James while he's just, like, a mess. Okay. Ren is, I would say this is the first time Ren has actually seen anything this graphic. Oh, ever. yeah. So he's freaking out. So he's got his laptop pulled up and he's pacing and trying to see if there's, like, any security cameras or anything in this area to, like... Because he's like, I, he's thinking that he has no idea how to help these people. And he doesn't even know how to console someone and knows that uh, Faye will. And so he's just pacing back and forth with his laptop pulled out, like muttering to himself and trying to see if there's any kind of networks around that would be able to see who did this or anything like that. Okay. Uh, and Bill, what about you? Uh, Bill walks into the kitchen. And uh, he finds a little glass 
bucket and fills it with water and comes and gives it to James. Uh, Faye kind of has to take it for him and uh, set it to the side because he is just inconsolably weeping right now. Yeah. Um, and Ren, as you're looking, there are no security cameras in this vicinity. This is a really rundown neighborhood. There's no no cameras anywhere in this area. Um, before too long, Javi arrives. Uh, he rushes up the steps, uh, grabs Esther by the shoulders and says, are you okay? Yeah. Okay. Uh, he walks inside, looks, and he kind of runs his hand over his mouth, uh, not as not in gasping, but more in a just exasperation. And um, he, he, I guess, Bill, you're kind of standing nearby. You don't, you seem kind of collected. He says, uh, what'd you see? Anything happen? Anyone coming and going? No, we were just uh, coming over for dinner. Yesterday, the landlord tried to kick everyone out. We got a lawyer to... Um, stop it by talking to the manager and she was really happy no absolutely no reason to kill herself it's completely bogus and i'm talking in a hushed tone because i don't want to oh yeah 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 um and we showed up for dinner and the door was open and that's where we found it uh the lawyer that helped you what was his name the lawyer's name was deacon smith Okay. Um, he walks over to um, Jasmine, kind of looks her over, uh, and he bends down and looks at the gun. He says, Jesus. And then he, uh, he stands back up and walks into the hall, and he talks into his radio, gives him the code and all that, needs some backup. Um, and then he turns to you, Esther, and he says, did you, uh, did you see what gun she used? Yep. The exact same caliber. As the one your dad was found mm-hmm. with. What's going on, Esther? What have you gotten yourself into? I haven't gotten myself into anything. All right. Um, I think maybe, uh, maybe I'll clear out of here. Uh, the rest of the the team will be here soon. We'll look it over. Um, you sure you didn't see anybody? Nobody came and went. No. Oh. Claire. He, uh, he, he'll walk away and kind of start knocking on doors and asking people questions. Uh, what do y'all do? I think we need to look around for clues while we have the five minutes before anybody gets here. I'm still holding James. Mm-hmm. Balling, by the way. So I'm not really moving all that well. I would say that Ren kind of, like, isn't all there. So he just walks off with Javi and is just hanging out with him. Okay. I guess trying to listen for... And he kind of, like, even though he isn't all there, he know that he knows that his cybernetic brain is still recording every moment. Okay. <coughs> um, so who wants to look for clues then? I have investigative. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, uh, so Esther and Bill, do y'all want to team up for an investigation and roll separate investigation checks? I'm thinking uh, maybe separate because we can find different things. Okay, sure. Uh, that's what I was kind of thinking. Okay. Like, uh, I have ideas that I want to give Bill, and I have ideas that maybe you could find, too. Okay. 
because uh, you all be looking at different aspects of it. Um, um. So I'll use investigative and life lessons. Sure. Seven. Uh, you check the gun just like Javi said, and it is the exact same caliber pistol that uh, your father was found with, um, which was odd for your father because your father owned the gun that you now have, your Colt Cobra, and this was not the case. You notice there are no, just like with your father, there are no uh, bondage or anything on her wrists, no sign of a struggle, just the gun in her hand and the hole in her head. Can um, can Esther swab for like... Um, like gun, is it gunpowder residue? That yeah, thinking of? gunpowder residue. That's what I was automatically thinking of, if she has like any gunpowder residue on her hands or... I guess go ahead and... Uh, I pull out my handy-dandy swab kit. <laughs> Next to okay. 20 lockpicks. Yeah, sure. Okay, Bill, uh, what what about you? What, what kind of advantage point of this are you looking at? I'm looking at entry, and um, I also want to check the kitchen to see if there's like a half-consumed glass of water or anything like that that could have something in it that would have knocked her out. And I'm going to say that the reason I'm looking for those things is because I have friends in low places who burglarize and kidnap people. Okay. Don't you have one that deals with getting into sticky places like this? No. You don't? Nope. Oh, okay. Uh, slippery, but that I have to put attention to get there. Oh, okay. And I'm going to use ectoplasm construct as gloves or at least to cover my fingertips so that I'm not finding my own prints or like disturbing evidence i'll say i'll say you can do that to protect your fingerprints but not necessarily add to your role (laughs) but it's a good idea so you will cover your tracks i'm going to craft a micro (laughs) a a spy what is it called magnifying Magnifying glass glass. (laughs) i'm gonna sherlock oh god snake eyes (laughs) really second time yeah (laughs) praise so yeah with your snake eyes, you do not see anything out of the ordinary. Can I look from, like, where I'm sitting and see if I notice anything? What would you be looking for? Um, anything that might be, um, like, out of place or any unnatural position where it wouldn't have made sense for her to, like, have shot herself there. Um, or, like, any issues with the door since we're just sitting in, like, the living room? Um, sure. Okay. Um. Can I say, like, while this is going on and Javi's, like, interviewing neighbors and stuff that I'm, I don't know, trying to listen for clues as well as to... Or is there any information, I guess, from neighbors that I could gather? It's a real question. Yeah. Um... He's just asking them, did you, did you hear anything? Did you see anybody suspicious? And everybody's like, no, everything was fine. Everything was a normal day. And they're like, did you hear any gunshots or anything? And they're like, no, we didn't hear anything. So nobody heard a gunshot? Nope. So either there's a silencer or mm-hmm. they took her and brought her back. Mm, that'd be a lot of work. Can also be blood. True. Hey, I'm going to roll. Um, I just have a good eye. Okay. Eight. Eight? Mm-hmm. Okay. 
um, you can tell that this chair was one of the chairs from the dining table. Mm-hmm. Uh, it had been taken from the dining table and placed in the middle of the room for whatever reason. There's not a blood trail leading anywhere. Um, all the blood seems to be confined to this area right next to her. Um, but I think that's all you can tell. Okay. Can we um, tell you a working theory? I walked back into the room and roll an investigation. You're not by the knife. <laughs> it was the revolver in the kitchen, and it was <laughs> Professor Plum. <gasps> dun, dun, Can dun. anybody prove me wrong? Well, if the I like Professor Plum. <laughs> <laughs> if there wasn't forced entry. We don't know that there wasn't. Well, I mean. The, yeah, why was the door ajar when we came up? Good point. It could mean that they saw the door us. Still work. Can, I can and open just and close the door without investigating to see if it still works. You want to open and close the door? Yeah. Well, yeah, it works. Okay. It uh, could mean that she kn- knew the person, which mm-hmm. is why the door is not ajar, and the door is ajar. It is ajar, and door is a door. It's not a jar. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> And it could also mean that it just happened. I think we saw like us. I'm saying so, like we're for sure that this wasn't a suicide because right. the door was open. That and like, if she was going to commit suicide, why would she bring a chair from another room into this room instead of just like sitting on the couch or being in Maybe her bedroom or something? Couch or so she dragged the dining room chair to the <laughs> middle of the living room. <laughs> It doesn't... Basically, right. we can all confirm that it wasn't a suicide. We just don't have any leads. Um, I will divulge to y'all that this looks very similar to when I found my father. So, like, this has been seen before. Hmm. And I roll an investigative check. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Roll an investigate. With absolutely nothing to help me. What? You have the lens. Yeah, I'd say your lenses help you. Okay. They help everything. (laughs) (laughs) Just a given plus one. While Ren's investigating, Faye comes to sit by you and, like, check in on you and talk to you quietly and stuff. Can you grow me a flower? Yes. Ten? Okay. Um, Scan the area with your lenses. You're looking specifically at the door. Um, But you don't really see anything wrong with the door. It was just ajar. Mm-hmm. Um, you scan her. Uh, the blood has dried a little bit. From where you can guess, happened sometime in the very early morning or very late night. Mm-hmm. Um, there are all the blood once again is confined to this area. Um, but as you're scanning everything, I guess you see that um, one of the window seals. One of the latches is turned to lock, and one of it is turned to open. Hmm. And that is what you see. Okay, I think I think I know how it happened. So one of the window latches is open, so I think that's how they snuck in. I mean, it's still third floor. It just seems, but... Or it's how they snuck out. That's true. Either way, the door and the window are some kind of entrance and exit point. And so there's that, and then it looks like, 
I think it happened either this morning, maybe while people were going to work, and that's why no one heard anything, or mm-hmm. maybe late last night, uh, slash early morning, you know, like three or something in the morning. And so I can't really tell. It's, I mean, obviously I don't have any of my equipment to tell when exactly the time of death is, but that's what I can estimate. Okay. Also, Esther has a flower in her hair because she asked me to make her a flower. Okay. <laughs> Very well. Um, Holly walks back in and is kind of... <laughs> <laughs> He's kind of surprised to see you all still here and he says, hey, y'all, get out of here. Y'all, y'all can't be tampering with the crime scene, remember? Javi, do you really think I'd let him tamper with a crime scene? I'm just saying. I'm... Just make yourself scarce. They're going to be here in a few minutes. Javi, we're not going to be able to get James out of here. I'll say that he called me. Okay. Okay. Could I place a bug in the room to see, like, if Javi and the group... Because I'm paranoid of them in the first place. Mm -hmm. And to, to see if Javi is... I don't know, within the mafia or anyone in the team or something. Sure, go ahead and roll a sneaking round. Okay. I feel like cybernetic lenses probably wouldn't work in this one. No. Okay. What about all the new toys? Sure. Okay. Six. Okay. Um, you can't really find anywhere to place it. I just like kick. I just like drop it and kick it under the sofa. Okay. Okay. Y'all go ahead and leave. Um, y'all are leaving the building right as Deacon is walking up. He has a huge paper sack with like a French bread roll sticking out of the top. He says, "Oh, hey guys, where are we going?" Deacon, we're all gonna go get a drink. Why don't you come with us? Um, what about dinner? I think we need a drink first. Okay. To the SUV! <laughs> y'all go to Morty's. Um, y'all are all drinking, and I guess you catch Deacon up to speed on what's going on. <laughs> We're like pounding back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's, uh, he's very disturbed. He says, I don't understand why, why she would do that. We don't think she did do that. Do you think... Uh, do you think Mr. Small had her murdered? Do you think Mr. Smalls would be a guy that would do something like that? I think, my personal, unprofessional opinion, he is a scumbag. (laughs) But, I don't think he would murder somebody. He has a, he has a reputation to uphold, and I mean, even if he did... A reputation to uphold? Not really. Well, he's some, he's a business owner. He can't just go around murdering people, because if oh, the I'm police... Oh, I'm sure he didn't, but I'm sure that he has people. Well, maybe. But I would assume that well, he would have... Well, you know what assuming s- does. <laughs> I would assume that he would worry about it getting back to him and then him losing his money. I mean, his money is very important to him, right? Deacon, what can we do? We know that they're going to rule this suicide, because it's easy, and they don't have to mess with it. Yeah, um, I'm not, I'm, I'm really not sure. I mean, 
I I can't I don't really know what to do about Miss Williams situation, but I can still uh tie up the the evictions and everything. I mean I could do my best. That would be great, Deacon. Um you know, I was wondering if um maybe we could catch up with you tomorrow or something. I need to talk to everyone about some things that would be better if you didn't hear. Um, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. I'll just take my French bread and go. And he Leave the bread. <laughs> oh, sure. Here you go. <laughs> I mean, it's for y'all anyway, so we'll just leave. Thanks, Deacon. You're great. Okay, so we need to... Ren grabs the bread, tears it in half, gives the other half to Bill. We're just eating <laughs> half the French bread. We're going to need to obviously get that police report, which will take a day or so once before they even get it into the system. Didn't feel like telling Deacon that in case he wanted to, you know, ever press charges against us or anything. Press charges for what? You know, like stealing, <laughs> hacking, lying. Hacking. <laughs> he is an attorney. I'm going to go back to my office. And I'm, like, pulling out um, the police report on my father because I have a copy of it. And I'll bring it out to the group. Are you sure you're okay with us looking at this? We have to figure this out. Okay. So we start flipping through it. Okay. What are y'all looking at? Just, like, looking at photos and looking at... um, interviews of the people that they interviewed around the pub and stuff like that. In these pictures, can we see the serial number? They would have pictures of the gun, like close-ups of the gun. That's true. Sure. Um, yeah, it does have a serial number. Okay. So uh, And the file reads that it was registered to a Morty Black. Okay, okay. So I have my... Do I know that it wasn't, though? You, you had never seen that gun before. Um, so in my little teacher bag purse, I pull out sticky notes and pens, throw them on the table. Okay, guys, note things that you think we need to compare. So I put a sticky note to compare the serial number on this gun with, um, like to trace the serial number of the gun that we'll find. While they're going through, sorry. No, that's good. While they're going through the case notes, I'm actually going to go back to the kitchen and like, make everybody some food because I've already been through the case so much. Like I'm, I'm not going to be able to find anything different. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, there'll be fresh eyes. So I'm like making some burgers because obviously we didn't have dinner. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can- don't eat enough in this show. <laughs> yeah. Or sleep. Well, yeah. We don't yeah. sleep or eat. So. Like real detectives. Um, <laughs> hey, uh, awesome. Ren, can you check, you know, we have the communications of the person we're trying to look into. You can, can you check those and see if, who he's communicated with the past couple of days? Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, whose computer did you bug? I bugged... Um, the dude at the office. Mr. Smaller. Yeah. What is his name? Mr. S? Smalls. No, no, no. Well, oh, I bugged Smalls. all of their computers. So. All of theirs. The all of theirs. You, you bugged S-U-words. Oh, I bugged you did not bug Mr. Smalls. I just got Mr. Yeah, Smalls' just, information. Yeah, you downloaded everything off of his hard drive. Okay. But you bugged Mr. Seward. Mr. S. Seward. So I'm... I I flipped through the autopsy report and all the police reports and stuff. 
And then I'd like to compare that data with the evidence I found of at the murder scene as well as evidence on Small's computer and SE words for any incoming outgoing okay. so, to see if there's any correlations, I guess. Um, so you're checking to see if SE word had anything to do with this? SE word, any of the documents on Small's computer. Um, like if there's anything, I guess maybe talking about these crimes or like talking about like paying somebody to like off somebody else or something like that, maybe. Or, or even like locations that match up or something. Okay. Um, Sounds like multiple investigative roles. Well, I'll go ahead and say that you find no no connection with SU word looking at his recent calls or anything like that. But you do see that he recently made a call to Johnston Elementary. Um and SU word? Yeah, SU word. And okay. actually right as you see that you're like, uh oh, Faye, your phone starts to ring. This is Miss Kava. Ms. Carver, this is Mr. Austin, Jim Austin, your principal. Faye, help me, help me understand what exactly uh, is going on here. I got a call from a Mr. Steve Eward at the, um, the water treatment plant downtown. He says that you went down there to organize a, um, a field trip for one of your classes and that you brought your principal with you, a Mrs. Austin. I told him that you did not do this, and we did not go down there. We have not agreed to such a thing. What's going on, Faye? I, oh my gosh, I have no idea what you're talking about, but somebody else called me yesterday, and someone was claiming that I had gone into this gas station and bought all of these things and then I'd gone to this restaurant and bought a meal for like 20 people and I think someone must have stolen my identity and is going around doing stupid things. Roll a convince. Oh gosh. Okay. <laughs> One, two, three, eyes on me. <laughs> Trusted and persuasive I think mm-hmm. are the only two I have. Okay. Praise. Twelve. Twelve? Yeah. I'm so sorry to hear that, Faye. Um, I'm glad to know you're not going around to debunk or weird places trying to get field trips for our kids. Uh, you know how important our field trips are to us, and you also know that we can in no way take any field trips with our standardized stupid test coming up so soon. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, the SST. <laughs> it's just absolutely ridiculous. Yes, no, I would never. And a water treatment plant for third graders? I mean, yes, they yes. barely understand rain yet. The water treatment plant isn't going to make any sense. Yes. Our students are quite stupid. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I, I just want to clear that up. Um, I guess I'll call Mr. Eward back and tell, the, tell him that it was all a mistake. Uh, but I wanted to check with you. All right, Faye, thank you. I just wanted to check. Thanks so much, Mr. Austin. Yeah. You have a nice night. You too. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> nice lie there, Faye. You know, I have always been very talented at lying. It should scare you. Be glad he didn't start asking questions about Mrs. Austin. What? Because he didn't even catch on that somebody was also like... Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, that's what happens when you roll a 12. Yeah, you've really convinced me. You tangled it up in your little web of lies. Hey, Ren, do you think you could um, get me some new credit cards so that if anybody asks, I have some new credit card numbers? Yeah, sure. Thanks. I walk up to the bar, grab credit cards of patrons. Here you go. I'm not taking these. Yeah, you can't have those and Esther takes them back and puts them up. Ren looks down. Why can't I have these? She asked for credit cards. I'm giving her credit cards. I'm like, hey, Bill, give me your wallet. Let me see something. Yeah. Trying to settle a bet with Faye. Ren, can you look into um, Jasmine Williams' phone records, just like through her phone company, and see anybody she's talked to recently? Yes, I can do that. <laughs> sure. Go ahead and roll investigate. Okay. Where are the rest of y'all doing? I'm still coming through the. I'm still coming through the um, case report. I'm still making Krabby Patties in the back. <laughs> <laughs> right. The gummy code, ones? Code breaker. No. And a high-tech laptop. Okay. <laughs> Five. Make yeah. Um, Straight up down. No, you, you cannot ascertain that information right now. You're still kind of discombobbled and like you were doing this thing and then you got interrupted to do this thing and now you're doing this thing. It's just too much on your plate and you actually cannot even focus enough to... Do that. Uh, I think we might need to go to Mr. Small's office. I mean, if I can make the cactus grow some more, I won't <laughs> complain. What are we going to do at his office? Look at his communications. See who he called. Check his email. So you're talking about breaking into his office? Yeah. That's what we do everywhere we go. Do we have something against it? We also do need to check out that weird wall at the water treatment plant. Oh, yeah. We do. Yeah. So you have... Two options ahead of you. Which which one do you want to pursue? Let's split up. <laughs> no. Not with these two things. <laughs> nope. Never split to the party. You did say so. I'm sorry. Which is appropriate because one of your options is a water treatment plant. <laughs> um, the office seems like a more immediate thing because he can, if if he is involved, he can erase the records. It may already be too late. Yeah. That's a good point. Is it dark outside? Sure. By the time all this is happening. I say let's go get it done, see what we can find. Through the SUV. You go to Mr. Small's office. Um, exact same as before. Uh, what do y'all do? Y'all just burst in through the front door? No. He checks for vital signs. Oh, vital yeah, y'all breaking in. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I say as you pull up, you do see a light coming on from an inside the building. A light coming on or a light that is on? A light that is on. Okay. Sorry. So I'm going to, as we're sketchily driving by in our SUV, <laughs> doing a drive-by. I pull out my biorhythmic bi- scanner. I'm searching, searching for life forms. Okay. <laughs> so you're back in Star Wars, apparently. Yes. Yeah. Go ahead and roll in and investigate. No sign of intelligent life anywhere on this planet. Six. Whole lot of nothing. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, well, my scanner is busted. Yeah, you try to pull it out and you forgot to recharge the batteries. And you're like, heck, come on. Is there a window to his office? I don't know why I was in Fairfax and there. Sure. 
I feel, I feel like it, like it's, it's kind a of first a first floor office. Yeah, it's just oh, a it? one room. Oh, okay, okay. It's kind of a one room office thing. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. I don't like the apartment office. That's what I oh. was thinking. Oh, yeah. I'm so sorry. I was picturing like a skyscraper business <laughs> oh, office no. kind of thing. This dude is too scummy. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, let's just crawl in the window. Since Bill has so much experience in windows <laughs> and breaking them, I think he should do it. Well, right. you should Seven redeem times yourself. Seven times the charm. All right, so walk up to the window. Um, I use quick hands and ectoplasm, ectoplasm constructs to make a very, like, thin, flat, um, like, I don't want to call it a blade, but kind of, like, to, to go under a, the window. A jimmy. Yeah, a jimmy to go under there. Mm-hmm. And I can control the ectoplasm, so I bend it over backwards over itself. And then I grow a little bit more, and I just pull it to the right so that it flips the sure. lock to unlock. Yeah. Uh, go ahead and roll a, I guess, sneaking around is what this would be. So that's a nine. So you succeed in sneaking around. So you stick it on there, jimmy a little bit, and then raise the window sill up. Or not the window sill. <laughs> you raise the window and open it. I'll say I go in and I pull out my phone searching for assuming that there's an alarm system. Mm-hmm. And that would probably turn it. On. Uh-huh. And so I find the alarm system, attach a cord for my phone to the alarm system, and proceed to start to tur- shut it off or something. Okay. So you crawl in, you pull out your phone, you're starting to do all that. When the uh, door... So this is a... You enter into kind of a shotgun room, and it has mm-hmm. a bunch of files and stuff, obviously on like different um, tenants and things like that. Uh, but the door to this shotgun room opens up and two men that are very familiar and have band-aids across their noses step into the room <laughs> say did you hear something and they step in and they see you but then they see bill also like halfway through <laughs> the window <laughs> and they say plug them and they pull out guns and they will <laughs> shoot at the two of you so the both of you Roll face of dangers. We're losing half of our team. (laughs) (laughs) This would not be something I could use my incapacitator gun on. No. This is you avoiding getting shot. Okay. I feel like cybernetic lenses and heightened processing speed to avoid the shots. Not cybernetic lenses, but uh, processing speed. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to use quick hands, rough exterior, ectoplasm constructs. Okay. Go ahead and roll. I really like shields, I guess. Oh. You do. Gosh. But they're so useful. Yes. Hey, guys. <laughs> What'd you roll? Eight. Eight? Okay. That's better than my five. So both of you get hit. But, Rin, since you were inside the room, you take the brunt of it. So you take an injured or a um, gunshot two <laughs> status. And... Um, Bill, you'll take an injured one status. Um, so, girls, you're outside, and you hear gunshots going off, and you hear Ren screaming on the inside, and you see Bill get shot, or a flesh wound, uh, as he's crawling through the window. But uh, what was everyone do? I, I fall to the ground and pull out my gun mm-hmm. and just go for it. Okay, roll a hit with all you've got with a negative two for your injured. Good. And, yeah, incapacitator, gun, and 
Heightened processing speed. <laughs> so I got like Snake a two, eyes. maybe a one. Okay, so you drop to the gun. You drop to the ground, and as you kind of pull out your incapacitator gun, you like fling it from your shoulder, and it just skids to the ground a couple of feet away from you. This Not looking good. When, this is the time when you come and rescue me. <laughs> one spike. Okay. Two spikes. Three, Three spikes, a lady. Uh, ectoplasm constructs. Rough exterior and all in. Okay. That is an 11. On hit with all you've got. So you already do one tier damage and then you get to choose two of those things. Get them good. I move them like, because they came in the door and started shooting. I'm going to move them through the door and like pin them, pin them on the wall so that they're not shooting at him anymore. Okay. Are you trying to pin part of their clothing or? The... I mean, I'm trying to kill them. Like, okay. Oh yeah. That's what that's what's happening. And okay. so, in trying to kill them, I knock them into the wall, which is knocking them out of his line of sight. Okay. So one. So you got one of them good. Well, I got. I used. Oh, are you doing get many get of them? Get many of them. Okay, fine. Uh, yeah, you you shoot out your spikes, and it catches one in the shoulder, and one in the thigh, and it will pin them both to the wall. And they let out a loud, horrendous scream as uh, your constructs just pierce through their flesh. And they're out. Oh. They are pinned to that wall. These are chumps. Okay. I'm going to go disarm them. Okay. You walk up. You grab their guns. Easy. I'll throw them through the door. <laughs> are they done? Are we moving on? Yeah, they're, they're pinned to the wall right next to the door. But they are not going anywhere and they can't do anything. Okay, what are the injuries that y'all have specifically? I've, I've got a gunshot wound, I guess, if not two. Yeah, hit you right in the shoulder. Yeah, I put, so I'm I put sh- limping. Shrapnel, assuming that like it went through him, hit my shield, and then just like sure. So not as severe, obviously, from the one, but mm-hmm. still pretty painful. Yeah. Um. So I'm going to come over to both of them and um, trying to think of the most effective, less least painful method. But I think vines is probably the most effective. Definitely not the least painful. Um, I'm going to wrap the vines around y'all's wounds so that the blood stops pouring out. Okay. Roll a, uh, a change to the game. Um, entangling vines, mind control over nature. Okay. Twelve nice. plus two, so fourteen. Okay, Praise. so choose a choose some things from change the game. Um, okay, so so yeah, so remove one tier from both of y'all, and then uh, uh, prolong the effect, so it's gonna stay. Does that make sense? You could step it up by one, can't you? Increase it by one tier, oh, and that okay. would that would completely take away Ren's injury. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Sweet. Okay, so y'all, she walks up and heals y'all. Esther, what are you doing while she's wrapping them with vines? Um, I'm going to go over to the files the, of the tenants. That's what she said was in this room, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm looking for um, Jasmine's so file. Much. Okay. You, uh, you, you do find her file. Um, but at that moment, through the door that they entered... You hear a 
more rummage noising. Rummaging noises. I think we need to get out of here. I mean, we've made it this far. Y'all have both already been shot. Yeah, we were completely healed. <laughs> <laughs> I feel great. Ren's like... You're welcome. Slumped up in the corner. He's like, I feel awesome. <laughs> Ren, take pictures of this file, and I shove the file on him. Because clearly we're not leaving, so... I make a morning star out of ectoplasm. Okay. And beat it against my shield. <laughs> okay. I'm standing by the door so that I can see whoever is coming. You're gonna get if shot. they do come. Sure. I'm gonna say um, Ren is still in the corner, but he's got he's got his gun with him now. Yeah. And he's taking pictures of the vials. I already did that, yeah. Okay. Well, if anybody steps up to the door. Um, you look into the main lobby area where y'all met with Mr. Smalls and you see Mr. Smalls running straight out the front door. Dang it. Okay, I send all the vines I can conjure up you straight gra- to him. You grab that cactus and you just chunk it at him. <laughs> That's not helpful. Run and jump out the window. I'm going to scream like, he's leaving, everyone, get him now! And I shoot vines. Okay. Straight up Spider-Man. Really, though? I'm going to run around where he was running. Okay. I'm going to probably follow Bill. Okay. With Um, my gun out and ready and Bill, roll me a take the risk. And uh, I guess, Faye, go ahead and do it as well. Eight with power tags. Okay. Um, I use mind control on vines, by the way. I used all in, and I think that's honestly all I could use. Okay. Go ahead and roll. Eight. Nine. Okay. So, um, Mr. Smalls is running and booking it down the sidewalk, and all of a sudden you see all these vines come around the side of his building, and he... Looks, he looks up at him and screams, and one of them clips him by the ankle and sends him sprawling into the street. Uh, and he's crawling away. He pulls out keys from his pocket and he presses a button on the fob. But as soon as he presses a button, this boot comes down in his hand and crushes it into the sidewalk. Uh, and he looks up and sees a bill looming over him. You put your finger to your mouth, mm-hmm. and then I. Uh, like cup his mouth with an exoplasm construct, mm-hmm. and then um, I look and see like who's coming behind me. You're coming, right? Yeah, yeah. Esther's right Esther's there. Right there. You want to get the van or the SUV? Sure. So I get the SUV. Okay. <laughs> I've come up and I've started. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, binding him up. Okay. Go. Uh, you don't have to roll it. Just. Okay. He's wrapped up. <laughs> Throw him into the SUV. Screw. <laughs> Where are y'all taking it? Wait, we get Ren. Did anyone get Ren? <laughs> like, we get Ren. Ren, Ren is like limping. Wait, wait for me, wait, guys. guys, please. <laughs> Faye runs over and like helps him into SUV. I healed you already. Suck yeah. it up. <laughs> okay. Um, and so the SUV peels off into the night, and we will end this episode there. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Missed Conceptions. We will be back with our next episode on July the 10th. 
You can find us on Facebook and Twitter. Both social media accounts will do. And uh, if you do that, you can keep up to date with new releases on episodes and just behind-the-scenes pictures, like when I posted the picture of our mascot, Maggie, who is a very cute puppy. And now it is time for me to give a shout-out to our new slew of SoundCloud listeners. Let me just take a deep breath first. Shout-out to Brainstorm Beat 3, That Damn Mouse, Isaac Medici, Mark Hillengas, Disaster Area 42, Wayne Harris, and Roll 4 Narrative. Thanks to all of our new SoundCloud subscribers, and thanks to you if you are also a new listener, whether it be on iTunes or SoundCloud, wherever you listen to us. Thanks for listening to the show. City of Mist is an RPG created by Son of Oak Productions. If you are interested in playing this game at your home, you can go download their free starter set from their website at sonofoak.com. The starter set comes with rules, everything you need to start playing, pre-made characters, an original story for you to play through, which is really fun. I suggest it, especially if you are interested in trying this out. And if you are for certain that you want this game at your table with your friends, you can go buy, or really pre-order, their core rulebook that will be coming out in the fall of this year. Uh, They have a special going on right now where it is $10 off, uh, and, uh, that, I mean, that's a good deal. Uh, the core rulebook is going to have a lot of cool stuff, a lot of cool art, uh, a lot of rules expanded from the starter set. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. I was in their Kickstarter, so I'm already getting it, along with the campaign book that you can also buy for $10 off. Or, if you want both of these, you can get a bundle. City of Mist is a great role-playing game. We, of course, all love it here at Misconceptions. But it would be great if uh, we could share that love with you. So go check out their free starter set, and if you are so inclined, go ahead and grab that core rulebook while you're at it. The music you heard at the beginning of this episode, and we'll hear here in a little bit, was composed by Aaron Wharton. If you would like to hear more of his music, you can check it out at aaronwharton.net. And that is all for this week's episode of Misconceptions. We'll be back in two weeks with our next episode. But until then, keep it nerdy, y'all.